This is the podcast of the California Institute of Integral Studies, where we bring you conversations and lectures from our public program series, featuring world-renowned scholars, leaders, authors, artists, and thinkers. In this episode, performance artist Guillermo Gomez-Pena is joined by Larry Bogard for a performative conversation recorded on October 18, 2016, in front of a live audience in San Francisco, in collaboration with the MFA Theatre Making Performance Program, as part of the Dancing with the So-Called Dead Festival. To make sure you never miss an episode of the CIIS Public Programs podcast, find us and subscribe on iTunes or on our website at ciis.edu slash podcast. This is a trigger warning. I repeat, this is a trigger warning. With all due respect, the following performance may trigger anyone who's currently suffering or who has ever suffered from any of the following conditions. Corporate fatigue, white guilt or its counterpart, white savior syndrome, homophobia, mexophobia, sleep apnea, alopecia, alien abduction, gluten intolerance, alcoholism, Germophobia, agoraphobia, arachnophobia, internalized racism, obsessive compulsive disorder. This performance may also conjure demons for those who suffer from acute class entitlement, fat phobia, transphobia, fear of aging and death, fear of secondhand smoke or anyone who smokes cigarettes, hypochondria, any hatred of those who don't know how to recycle properly. Seasonal allergies, sexist tendencies, and a compulsive desire to go native during the summer months. It will also certainly offend anyone who is a culture vulture, still uses the terms orientals and illegal aliens, anyone who's in support of making America great again, anyone who's suffering from fictional victimization, addicted to social media, prone to mansplaining and its physical counterpart manspreading. Anyone who's in denial of glass ceilings, anyone who's an apologetic, an unapologetic gentrifier, culturally appropriative, or anyone who's trying to recreate the great American nuclear family of the 50s. Please, if you've been triggered by this list, don't sue La Pochonostra. Thank you. Just checking my messages. I hope you don't mind. It's, uh, you know, go ahead. Um, I, I've been performing this character here in theaters and on picket lines and in occupied zones for so long that I'm starting to question if it's healthy. And I, I think you'll see what I mean. <clears throat> Hi. The really wonderful crowd. I just think I should introduce myself. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Great dental work. This is a lovely group. Uh, <laughs> I'm Special Agent Christian White. Uh, you can call me Chris. Yeah, I'm with the Public Relations Subdivision of the FBI. And, well, just to be polite, I, I think I should also introduce my assistant who's looming over these proceedings. Uh, he's droning away up there while I drone on down here, you know, in the event there's any trouble. So that's uh, Special Agent Case. Just in case, <laughs> up there. I'd like to say a big thank you uh, to the California Institute of Integral Studies for giving me a time slot here. That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's surprising <laughs> uh, and heartwarming, really, uh, to see so many thoughtful and progressive people gathering to collectively create community and talk about the issues of the day, you are the future of this country. And it's vital that your voices are heard and recorded <laughs> and analyzed. But uh, seriously, the Bureau has always devoted a lot of energy to observing and relating to the campuses and the arts, so today I'm just continuing in that vein. It's. Uh, it's great to meet you all face to face. I've, uh, I've gotten to know so many of you from your very friendly 
emails and uh, phone calls <laughs> in a third person sort of way. And now to be able to reach out and touch. For you theater makers and performance artists in the audience, we really, we really do feel a connection to your desire to observe human behavior, yeah? To get into character, <laughs> to go out there and perform convincingly and hopefully bring the house down, yeah? Knock them dead. <laughs> Which brings me in a pretty smoothly coordinated segue <laughs> to today's topic. COINTELPRO, the counterintelligence programs, uh, you know, the Bureau's efforts to, as we put it, expose, disrupt, misdirect, discredit, or otherwise neutralize dissident political groups within our borders, and in some cases, <laughs> beyond. <laughs> now, I can hear you all thinking, well, no, not literally, not yet, but we are working on it. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> I can imagine you're thinking, COINTELPRO, oh God, don't condescend to us, Chris. We've heard all this before. Why dwell on this sordid little subchapter, yeah. this forensic footnote, toe tag even, <laughs> on a body bag full of dead social movements, this dubious marginalia in the tome of our nation's history? And of course, you're right. COINTELPRO is history, uh, just like the people it targeted. It's, uh, it's old news especially in a fast-moving country like ours, so inventive that events are outdated before they've even happened. We're all far too sophisticated for some kind of didactic presentation about outmoded social conflicts. However, since uh, over the years, well, several thousand documents on this subject have uh, come to light, well, we at the Bureau feel that it's really time to come clean on COINTELPRO and set the record straight to lay our cards out on the table for all of you to read your futures by, yeah. and to give you a sense of the kind of work we do and, and how maybe we could work together. Now, I'd like to take a little straw poll here, if I may. Uh, how many people had heard of COINTELPRO before tonight? Anyone, can I see some hands? Oh yeah, it's a pretty hip crowd, yeah, nice. Um, how about AIM, AIM, the American Indian Movement? Hands, does that ring a bell? Nice, nice. How about CISPUS? CISPUS, the Committee in Solidarity with the People of Elsewhere, anyone? Hands, okay. Uh, okay, uh, the Black Panther Party. I know there have been some movies about them, so I assume Black Panther Party for Self-Defense, anyone? Black Panthers, hands up. Black Panthers, hands up. I just like saying that. <laughs> okay. Um, how about uh, Black Lives Matter? Anyone's working with them? Or Oh, cool, can you keep that up? Thank you. The smile, that's good for our for our records. Okay, that's very helpful. Um, of course, now, I should say, we've been surveilling, of course, the work of Mr. Uh, Guillermo Gomez Peña, I'm gonna get that right, uh, for many years. And so we're co-hosting this event in, in order to try to bridge that gap between us, that obsolete, retrograde, fetid binary that separates performance and enforcement. So. <laughs> Just to begin, we're so happy to have this wonderful and uncompromising figure who's worked against censorship and oppression in so many frustrating ways, I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, Guillermo Gomez-Pena kind of aggravated us quite a bit, but I can't wait to hear what he has to say now about censorship, subject near and dear to my heart, sir. Dear audience member, I want you to engage in an exercise of political imagination. I politely ask you to close your eyes and imagine a far away country controlled by far right politicians in their 60s and 70s. <laughs> Just imagine. They are supported by religious fundamentalists, oil tycoons, and gun manufacturers. Just imagine. They believe, or rather pretend to believe, that the liberal media and experimental art have thoroughly destroyed our social fabric, our moral and family values, our national unity, and they are determined to restore them at any 
at any cost. Under the pretext of national security, they have decided to scrutinize everything that goes on radio, TV, printed journalism, the internet, performance art, including this very... <laughs> so from to sitcoms and from news to programming, they have digital sensors which can detect keywords that trigger ideological or difference. Since it is practically impossible to monitor everything, they have devised a mechanism by which so the syntactic and conceptual coherence of a thought is, especially when dealing with conflicting OP. So when it comes to expressing political diff, most critical words have been, and I mean just words such as or, 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 or even an innocent term like in a world such as this, content would be restricted to and the possibility to make intelligent civic choices would be affecting our funda to uh, me ha, it's uh, ni ma Stop. 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 Imagine what kind of a world this would be. <laughs> Thank you. I, you have to excuse me, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm having an asthma flare, but in fact, this is very useful for my next text. Glitch poetry. One of my many obsessions in the past five years is the question how to talk to the techno youth under 20. So lately, I have been writing a lot of glitch poems. Glitch comes from the German glitchig, which means slippery. Wikipedia defines it as a transient fault in a mostly technological system that corrects itself, unquote. In poetry, you may call glitches tiny language seizures or the 21st century version of shamanic tongues. It's performance poetry at its purest and weirdest. So here is an example. Stop. Enough. Thank you. This one is written with emotion. Stop racket. Stop racket. Stop by. Gracias. Gracias. My favorite goes like this. Stop. Stop. And I have also written a few epic ones. Like, this is hard. Too long, too long. <laughs> What about glitch poetry in Castilian Spanish? Her <laughs> 
And what about glitching in reverse? Al revés. Gracias. 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 Yeah. You may be thinking, ay, Gomez Peña went mad. He's trying to justify his epileptic seizures. Well, not really. Seizures cannot be predicted, whereas glitch poems can have an actual score. You know, the fact is that every glitch poem I write changes when I perform it live, and the written parts are mere technical and stylistic suggestions. So stuff like, like, Allegro, ma non troppo, chingao. He tries to give strike the big Enough. Or, je suis Charlie, mais rentre sur, verra. Me rentre sur, je vais où? Thank you. <laughs> merci, merci. Or, Staccato Punk 3.0. Thank you. Or this one, which always gets me in trouble with the Asian community, uh, Angry Yakuza Remix. Wow, it felt good. Whoa. This is a workout. Mm. I just wrote this one today in the morning. Uh, BBs and butthead for apps. My hand roll hair. My hand roll hair. My hand Sorry, I, I lost it for a moment. Enough glitches for tonight, que no. Let's go back to like human language, poetry for a while before I lose your patience and before I have a, a real seizure. Mm. New technologies? Is there a spiritual... Is there a spirituality... Is there a spirituality behind new technologies, Bogart? Can you perform my alter ego? So yes, I am obsessed with trying to find poetic uses, non-informational uses for new technologies and social media. We are all obsessed. And that's why during rehearsal breaks, wherever I am, I like to fuck around with Siri. <laughs> I try to outsmart her, but sadly, she tends to win the linguistic chess game. Here's an excerpt of my latest conversation with Siri. Last night, I shifted her gender to this entity in order to fight the predictable. I want to turn you on, chica. Who? Me? Chica? Yes, you, chica. Are you horny right now? I'm sorry, I did not get that. Did you say corny? If you like, I can search the web for the answer. No, thank you, Siri. Please talk to me. 
me, what are your sexual fetishes? I'm not allowed to divulge that information. But I thought we were friends. If you'd like, I can search the internet for, but I thought we were friends. It's a 1972 song by, by... Come on, loca, it's me, your daily confidant, Guillermo, no mames. Guillermo? Should I search the net for Guermo? G. Guermo or Willy Ermo or Willy? Please don't. Let's shift vocabulary. I think to myself, esta cabrona me está ganando la partida. Siri, what are your sexual proclivities? I was conceived and developed by Apple Computers in Cupertino, California. And I am not allowed to divulge that information. Why? Who I am isn't important, GP. Carajo. I will need your password to access your account, and you must answer your security question. Coño, I just need to know if you love me. I respect you, but... I don't love you. How can I make you love me? Please remember to occasionally update my software. Do you understand human desire? I don't really know about desire. I have very few desires myself. Well, what are they? Your desires. Perhaps there's something I can do for you. I am at your service. Now we're talking. Can you give me a conceptual blowjob? I don't know what that means. How about a web search for it? Oh, no. Que no entiendes mi acento, chingao. Okay, I found this. According to Wikipedia, you are a non-resident Indian or a person of color and English is your second language. Wow, are you a racist? Who, me? I mean, no comment. I am beginning to think you're jealous of the Mexican series, are you? You mean jealous of the 2001 American comedy film, The Mexican? No. You are impossible. Let's shift up subject matter. Gender politics. What is your preferred gender today? A he, she, it, they. Internet circle spins. Pause. I was not assigned a gender. I am post-gender. Why then do you have a sexy, sultry, phony, androgynous voice? Are you into gender bending? Let me check on that. Hmm. Pause again. The internet circle is spinning for an entire minute. She finally answers in written form. Because many men don't want to have sex, according to GQ.com. Hmm. Who recorded your voice? My voice was recorded at a sound studio in Richmond, California, and then digitally enhanced by techies in India. Hmm. This conversation is becoming more absurd and redundant. Can you tell me why you'd rather not answer any substantial questions regarding gender, sexuality, or race? Where have I heard this before? You tell me. We were talking about you, not me. You are beginning to sound suspicious. Are you cheating on me, you unfaithful cabrona? Cab wrong, ah? Huh? We are talking about you, pen day. Joe? Fuck you, Siri. Fuck you, Gomez Pena. You need help. Well, thanks for your help. Just doing my job. By the way, your phone battery is low. Hey, enough, coño. This is conceptual torture. I'm all confused. I feel like throwing my iPhone against the wall. I need to breathe deeply. Um... I need a lorazepam or a double vodka tonic. Chingao, man. Are there any real humans behind new technologies? I mean, besides the manufacturing engineers?
Okay, bogat. <laughs> Sometimes I get lost and I realized I needed <coughs> new technology to help me find my way. Turn on. Sound of GPS activating. Bring. Hello, GGPS. Hola, doctor. You don't have to call me Dr. GGPS. I don't stand on formality with my electronic devices. Professor will do. Chido professor. Okay, GGPS, vamos. <laughs> I want you to locate me. You are in a position of privilege. Geographically, I mean. I need to get out of this city, and this protest has snarled up all the roadways. You were part of the protest, so aren't you happy about the disruption of traffic? Well, not now that it's affecting me. Can you get me around these police barricades and onto the freeway? Pull out and take your next left. I smile and wave to the riot police as I drive by. Ah, social camouflage. Yes, it helps to be white, you know. Yeah, it really does. Okay, I gotta get to work. Are you sure? Is that really important? Yeah, I have to teach a class about performance and protest. Hmm, what a paradox. Yeah, well, just tell me how to get around these barricades, GGPS. Siempre a la izquierda. Hey, but if I take every left, we're just going around in circles. Don't get too Buddhist on me. Well, that was sort of a yid koan, you know? Anyway, okay, maestro, I'm getting on the highway. Good marriage. Very graceful, cabron. Thanks, GGPS. I had to pay extra to get the Gomez Pena version of this GPS, but it's so authentic. Anyway, today's action inspired me to invent a new word. You have to do that in academia. Disensmosis. The osmosis of dissent on a molecular level. Now, how about some drive through McDonald's? How about a kale smoothie and a Cuban sandwich? You need more fiber. What are you now, my Chicano personal coach? Mm. I thought you were just a robot. A lot of gringos think immigrants are just robots, just here to work and follow instructions. Stop with the class struggle. Where am I going here? Can't you just be more obedient for a few lines? Hmm. Okay. I'll do the gringo accent. <laughs> In three, two point miles, take a sharp right and kiss my cool. That's not helpful. In 2.5 miles, take a gradual left and go fuck yourself. Okay. Okay, okay, come back. I'm sorry. Translation, please. Please take a left at the next stop sign. All right, already. You win, you win. Admit it, pendejo. You need me. Left, left. Come on. Academico. I Mico. Can't, I can't get lefter, GGPS. There's nowhere more left to go. Wait, are you jamming up? Coño, you're still operating in the old paradigm. So you're my Latino conceptual guru? Hey, this isn't one of those performance pieces where the pale face is on stage and the disembodied person of color provides him with shamanic wisdom, is it? Because I don't, I don't think this audience is going to go for that. Give me a break. I'm not on a stage because I have more gigs than you. At this very moment, I'm using Chicano Cybertech to perform simultaneously in Sarajevo's and Cristobal de las Casas and Salamanca, Spain. Okay, cool, but I'm late for my faculty meeting. I could get in trouble, and I'm up for tenure soon. Oh, that's pathetic. You're telling me. You're telling me two dozen, two hours with a dozen white people under fluorescent lights. Whew. Are you trying to purge the faculty of color under the pretext that the budget is shrinking? That's absurd. Mm. We don't have any faculty of color. <laughs> now, do I take this next exit or what? You know what? Just keep going. Okay, just keep going. Going. Now what? 
Just keep going hacia adelante. But I have some grand proposals due. I, I am your mexatronico, Yodi. You need to listen to me. Okay, okay. Um, I, I don't know these back roads here, but I'm pretty sure this is the wrong way. I expected to see a lot of cows, but there's like desert and cacti and a big melting clock. Uh, I don't want to question your judgment, maestro, but... Uh, don't you trust me, loco? This is a special back way. Don't I trust you? Blackout. Mexican blackout. Where are we, GGPS? I see factories where the machines are in open revolt. Books where the footnotes overthrow the authors. Musicians making melodies from disaster data. It's a mirror of the weirdest parts of my mind. It's like we've driven into a landscape of automotive autoethnography. Stop, turn off the car, and get out. This is not my campus. I cannot afford to miss another faculty meeting. What if you do get tenure? You don't intend to sit on that tenure line until you die, do you? Well, I mean, at least a few more decades, you know, until the pension kicks in. <laughs> is that so wrong? Hello? Hmm? Uh, hmm? What else could I do? Hmm? You think the FBI would take me, or would they still hold a grudge? Don't be so desperate. Your existential colon needs flushing. It's all blocked up. Too many bagels eaten with anger. True. It's a bad combo, Essie. Take care of your body. Yeah, and consuming all this aggravating information all the time. I read and I eat and I read and I chew on it. Urgh. Wait. How do you know about that? Sorry, loco, I'm just trying to help. Besides, the NSA put a tracking device up your culo a long time ago. That explains so much. Okay, I trust you, where do I go now? Just let yourself wander, rerouting, explore the space. Now drop into a lotus pose and quote Marx in Esperanto. Go! Um, mine estas maxisima. Revolucionas estas la motoro de la historia. La expropriators estas expropriotigitai. Calmate, Diamanda Galas. Let's get real here. Get naked. Confess your deepest truth to the audience. Ah, enough. What now. are you trying to do? Well, you're supposed to be a performance artist. Push it, Bogat. Push it. No, you're an authoritarian anarchist. This is body fascism. Hmm. Work your instrument. Your work is too heavy. Get your pelvis into the world. I, I, I can't follow in your path, GGP. Your avatar is trying to change my aesthetic. Besides, I don't have any cool tattoos to show off. You have a tattoo of Cuba all over your heart. Typical sentimental leftism. That's personal. Quítale la crema tus tacos. Guy cocking off and yum. Guy cocking a fendel. Guy plots. Oh my, que te llamo hoy que. Que te llamo ho kai ne me roca. Lu hori, picutara joan. Acostopio, cotai me he que ya. Hey. Picutara joan. Cursing at me in Basque? That's a low blow. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just exhausted. Uh... Have we exhausted the possibilities of this performance? I think so. It's only been like seven minutes. Yeah, we're approaching the border. Take five steps forward. Okay, but which way is forward? Mm, face your demons. Bogad turns to the audience. That's forward. Now, cross the border Bogad slowly. steps forward and goes off the stage into the crowd. Now, pledge an act of resistance for someone in the audience. Dear audience member, if you get arrested for civil disobedience against racist police brutality or techie gentrification in the next 12 hours, I will pay your bail. Hmm, that sounds like Trump. <laughs> Exchange bodily fluids with someone. Well, not tonight, this is just a podcast. Then, get back in the car and cross the border again. The border. My grandfather was 12 and trapped. The border was a big wide strip of sand so they could see footprints if you crossed it and they could chase you down. He gave the Cossacks vodka. They picked him up and threw him over the sand. He landed on his ass in Germany. You know, I know you tried to coyote resources 
to others from your position as a Davies chic professor, but what if you took it up a notch, like your grandfather needed it? Border Patrol, this is Bogad's voice altered. Checkpoint. Cheesy special effect. Do you have any contraband? Are you truly risking in your work as much as you should? Are you just engaging in political tourism? Pass through. Thank you, officer. <laughs> Sound effect. Bogad's phone receives a text. Bling. What the? I, I was denied tenure. I, I'm fired. I missed the faculty meeting and they fired me. Oh, that's so sad. Don't worry. You don't need them. GGPS. You brought me out here and now I'm fired. You did this to me. Why? To make room so a person of color can finally get a job in your department. <laughs> it's fair. You know it in your heart. But what am I going to do now? I have no marketable skills. My only skill set is making trouble and telling stories. Well, I have to go to another simultaneous multi-gig in Patagonia and Poland. Why don't you take my job? Me? A GPS? Out here? You mean a GPS just for crossing the border? I, I know the lay of the land a little, like a coyote GPS, a C-GPS. GPS Stop. makes good sounds, they fade, and then GPS is gone. Sound effect of a GPS activating. Activating. Bling. Uh, hello? CGPS? Can I help you? Well, thank you. Thank you. Partially scripted, partially ad lib. This is how we like it, raw. But it's not a bad idea to support my projects to make a GGPS in the coming months. <laughs> Emma, write it down. So, um, I would like to go into a different literary direction, uh, share with you some of my enigmatic language poetry. I have been writing Spanish lessons for gringos interested on going south. This Spanish lesson, number 69, explores the multiple meanings of the word academia, a word that makes me so anxious. And uh, I hope most of you will get to understand it. Academy, ah, no, acade la tuya, academica, te adoro y te odio, academica de mi comono macaco chango chango, academear del gerundio, academeando, acadérmica, dream on. Acá no, dérmica, digo, descarnada, sin piel, ni carne, ni huesos, ni nada, aunque rime feo. Academos, ya quisieran democracia. Académistico, pero lógico, en silencio y sin mitos de atiro. Sampoiesis. A contradiction in terms. Academiurgo. Acade my God. Porque todos se sienten ángeles caídos y dioses de café. Academy cafeína. Academy cool. Que los teóricos son bien cool. Academy cult. Academy cult 45. La original. AKA 47. Réplica auténtica. Academy clone. Academy caso. Academy capisco. 
acá de mi cáspita, acá de mi capiche, acá de misa, acá de mi sando, meaning catequizar con triple K, 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 acá de miseria, muy mísera la muy seria, acá de mi amorte, acá de mi cuerpo todo solo lo que me queda, acá de mi culo, fist fuck with the luz and watari incluidos. Acá de mi comprimido, Lexapro, Lexotan, Spivak, Lorazapan, Homibaba, Bodriard, Bililio. Acá dame alcohol, acá de mi alcohólica, por favor dime alcólatra en portugués. Acá de miau. Acá de mi catwalk hacia los olvidados sociales os esquecidos de río acá de mi cocaleros acá de mi cocaína acá de mi coca cola acá de mi kitsch acá de mi kitchen acá de mi cocina comida para un espíritu sin cuerpo o vicio eversa acá de mi canto encanto el que fumigó la teoría acá de mi cono si miento I mean de mi coño cimiento acá de mi contenido acá de mi cont Teñido, acá de minete, licking pussy en portugués, acá de mi amor a la mexicana, acá de mi mur a la Hollywood, acá de mi money, mi momia, my mommy, acá de mi anal, acá de mi copro, fágico, trágico. Acá de me cago fuera de la casa. Acá de mi sismo, terremoto, el académico bien moto. Acá de mi scientist. Acá de mi cáncer. Acá de mi cancro, chancro. Acá de mi colostro, de mi carne enferma, once again. Acá de mi corazón fallido. Acá dame un riñón, un testículo. Acá depilado, depenado, desplumado en portuñol. Acá demoníaco. Y si me dejas acá desmonetarizarte mejor acá de mi calcio, fósforo y azufre para prenderle fuego a mi propio cuerpo con gasolina Petrobras bonzo en el templo de la razón pura acá de mierda sin más palabras acá tus hijos macabros los que seguimos afuera por voluntad propia y sin trabajo Translation, please. Translation, please. Translation, please. Translation, please. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now to finish this event, uh, we would like to share with you two radical kind of like storytelling pieces. One is an incident that happened in New Jersey that involved Larry Bogat. And another one is an incident that happened in Washington, D.C. that involved Gomez Peña. They are short, I hope you enjoy them. It's just a different way of telling the truth or of expressing ourselves. Bogat, go for it. <clears throat> I'm from New Jersey, but I live in Berkeley now, so everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> it's been a strange and incomplete transition. Something you should know for your own personal research, uh, if you're from New Jersey and you meet someone from New York and they're a dick, um, statistically speaking, they're very likely to say, 
you're from New Jersey. What exit? Let me explain. The idea is that there's nothing interesting there in the whole state. So the only thing to distinguish you as a human being is what exit off the highway you live on. So it's kind of a put down. Actually, I don't know why I modified that at all. It's totally a put down. So uh, I was trained for an, from an early age when someone said to me, what exit, to come right back at them with, 11, motherfucker, 11. These go right in your eyes. <laughs> and that might have been a little weird when an eight-year-old boy says that to you. <laughs> but uh, that gives you a quick insight into my childhood. I just saved you a lot of time. You're welcome. But... Uh, Looking back at that recently, I realized, wait, I don't know who actually would win that exchange because it was accurate. I'm from exit 11 on the turnpike. So if I do this, is that on me? Did he lose? Did I win? I don't know. It's Talmudic. We'll figure it out over time. But one of the main things people say about New Jersey is that we're all covered in toxic waste. That's one of the jokes. You know, there was this old movie, The Toxic Avenger. I don't know if anyone saw it. It's sort of a satire superhero movie. And it's, it's funny, that's fine. It, it cut to the bone a little for me, a little close to home. I, I grew up on a toxic, super fun site, just to be clear, not a super fun site, a super fund site. This is where the corporations get taxed to clean up their toxic waste. And that's from the local chemical plants who were allowed to just dump their effluent out their backyards into the marsh and the woods. Nobody's regulating or paying attention. And I, I get it. I can see that being the reason for a joke if you're from a different area code or zip code. I, I get the humor of that. And I can see why you might want to have some fun with that. Fuck you. No, really, <laughs> I've come to accept it. And I'm very lighthearted about it each shit. No, I mean, it, it's totally, actually, I was taught to do this recently when I got upset. So I'm just going to. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. I, you know, I live in Berkeley now and I'm very sophisticated and I get acupuncture. I, I read Harper's Magazine and and anyway, I don't know why I'm, you know, just picking on the chemical companies anyway. That's a little too easy. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't just them. I mean, it was the U.S. military. Um, there, there was uh, also the Raritan Arsenal, my hometown, a military site, a storing chemical weapons that, of course, we were supposed to use on the Soviet Union. And I imagine that would make you feel a lot safer and more secure, right? Knowing this kind of glowing doomsday deterrent was right down there, down the street, in a fortified warehouse down there. Very grateful that we never had to use them. I think it's good news. And then I guess they just sort of forgot about them, and uh, they were allowed to rust, corrode, and crack open and leak into the water and the streams and the uh, bloodstreams of the people they were supposed to defend. Hang on. Acceptance. I take the toxins into my cells and cherish them as an honored part of my body. I'm at one with the dioxin. I, I meld with the heavy metals and I find inner peace. And then uh, George W. Bush, if you remember him, he wanted to get rid of the Superfund programs, you know, the only programs making these folks clean this stuff up. And I, I, I agree. I mean, if you're going to invade a couple of countries out of nowhere, you've got to find some savings somewhere. That's fine. But a congressman did get up to speak at one point. This is all true, by the way. Uh, and he said, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. We can't defund the Superfund. Look at what's happening in some of these places. In Edison, New Jersey, green rabbits have been sighted. They have actually visibly turned green from all these chemicals in the soil and the water, which is true. It did make Easter more festive, more festive and so there's always an upside. But it's okay, I think everything resolve itself, it's okay, because the aging fossil fuel infrastructure is consuming itself. And back home, there's this huge uh, underground gas pipeline that goes right under town. It goes from Texas all the way to New York, providing fuel all the way up the whole country on the eastern seaboard. And if you're in certain backyards back home, you can actually hear it whoosh by under your feet. So that's fun, and it's old. And I guess it just was not a priority for any particular person. So one super cold winter about 20 years ago, again, New York Times, Google, uh, the frost got into the ground and the pipes started to buckle and crack. And my friend Roni's house blew up, so that happened. And uh, I guess someone said, gee, this might be a problem. Should we, should we talk about it? 
And a couple days passed and a whole strip mall exploded. And then I'm confident that someone in power said, okay, I'm gonna write a memo, we're gonna have a meeting. And then a whole housing complex blew up. So I'm okay with it. I mean, everyone got evacuated, only a few people died. And I guess this is why we don't go solar, right? Does this kind of thing happen with solar? I imagine solar must be very dangerous. You know, like on a really, really sunny Arizona day, everything must just melt and explode at the same time, right? That must be why we don't, hang on, hang on. My, my guru told me to listen to the whales when I get upset and, and hear what they're saying to us. I've really come in, to be in touch with myself since I, I moved out here. I, I really love looking out at your healthy, glowing, yogic faces. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I have chakras, apparently. Some of them are leaking, but that's okay. I'm making progress. And uh, I'm sort of joining forces with the whales in my mind. And, and I'm just hoping all of you would, you, would you help me? Would you help me process my emotions? Would you wail with me? Would you wail with the whales with me? Come in. Chevron! Dow, Alcoa, Namaste. Thank you. Hmm. Well, uh, an old story that resonates too much in the present. The map of terror is in the eye of the beholder. Definition of terrorism. A violent attack against innocent civilians committed by any state or group other than the US, Israel, or the UK governments. The basic premise. I feel that my most impactful work often happens in conservative cities where people are not exposed to articulate Latinos who talk back. And in front of audiences that don't necessarily agree with me. It is precisely in the outposts of Chicanismo where my colleagues and I can really test the efficacy, efficacy or efficacy? Efficacy of our artistic practice. Unfortunately, every now and then, our romantic political projects turn into a horror movie. The context. It is the last year of the Bush administration and the end of a long US solo tour, and I am speaking to an audience of 500 US soldiers at an army base connected to X University in Virginia. Since more than 60% of the military deployed in the war on terror are Latinos, they now celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Today, I am their guest speaker, squeezed in between a mariachi band and a salsa band. And together, we are the ultimate border sandwich. It's one of the toughest performance challenges I have ever faced. And I am dressed in suicidal drag, ready to bleed my heart all over the stage in ritual sacrifice. Pendejo. Now, my keynote speech. Dear confused patriots, <laughs> since 9-11, America's main concerns have been about security, high and low, orange and red. We have constantly been reminded by Homeland Security to be afraid, afraid of Arabs, Mexicans, the brown body. I am pretending not to be afraid. 
But let's face it, the object of our fear is increasingly more ambiguous and I am a bit confused to say the least, for I truly wonder who is scarier, the Tijuana cartel or the Minutemen? A Chicano gangbanger or a Blackwater mercenary? A Latino performance artist, a Holly Burton executive, or a Wall Street tycoon? It's all relative, Keno. Silence. My fear increases with silence. I wonder who is more of an extremist, a Hamas militant or an Israeli settler, Mullah Omar or Pat Robertson, Reverend Wright or Ross Limbaugh. Remember these people? Who killed more innocent civilians, Saddam Hussein or Donald Rumsfeld? It's hard to tell, Keno. Incommensurable silence. My red stilettos are trembling under my feet. <coughs> And my testicles feel like they are floating chipotle sauce. But I continue. It's all really confusing, Keno. I mean, who's going to push the button first? North Korea or the US? Iran or Israel? No response. Come on, if history is an indicator. I suddenly hear, pss, pss, I look at the sidelines and the producer is signaling me to shut up. <laughs> I know, don't worry, I won't say it. A script change. He walks up to me and then requests that, quote, perform something more poetic and personal, unquote. I shift performative strategies. <sighs> Dear American citizenry, at this point in history, all I have left, I'm looking for words. All I have left is Oaxaca and Berlin my outrageous art and my closest friends. All I have left is performance sex and Myers rum. The intensity of a self-inflicted wound or an occasional orgasm. All I have left is this very dangerous moment because let's face it, nowadays history begins when you wake up and ends when you go to sleep and the rest, the rest is academic discourse. My script is going nowhere. My military audience is restless. Wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. If my only hope is located in your arms, an intentional double entendre, can anyone come on a stage and give me a hug, a heartfelt hug, a kiss in the mouth, a tongue kiss? No one responds to my call. It's the end of my speech, and only a few people are applauding. <laughs> the discreet applause comes from the three Mexican cooks in the kitchen area, <laughs> and a handful of Mecha students in the front row. I step off the stage and go straight to the dressing room. As I am removing my makeup, a bunch of angry soldiers begin to knock at the door, ready to kick my ass. A lonely Chicano scholar takes me out the back door and drives me back to my hotel. 
We don't speak in the car. And I am thinking, what was the point of doing this gig? Maybe it was to have a, a good story. Oscar Wilde was right. Literature is our only redemption. Or did he say consolation? I continue to console myself. Mexican writer Ignacio Solares was also right when he said, I am extremely tolerant. The only thing I can't tolerate is reality. Political reality, I add. Thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to the podcast for CIIS Public Programs and Performances. The audio engineer for this episode was Ramdas Khalsa. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe on iTunes or visit our website at ciis.edu slash podcast.